Hi, this is Dave Olson. I'm the senior leader of Heartland Church located in Ankeny, Iowa. I hope the following message challenges, encourages, and ultimately changes you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, we've had a wonderful time this weekend. Uh, I've just been spending time with Jeff and catching up, and we were at the Atoma Church last night. I have not cried that hard in a long, long time. I actually lost my glasses. I cried so hard, I had to take my glasses off. I put them beside me, and then they were gone. And I was looking, I, yeah, I, I was looking, and I, I seriously thought, well, maybe this guy behind me stole them, you know? You know, it's a tumble, no offense, but it, uh, I, I shouldn't have said, okay, let's pray right now. Father, yeah. hey, this, that's my hometown, so I, I have somewhat of a right to say it, but not enough to have said it, so, but anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm legally blind without my glasses. So someone said, I think Jeff picked him up. So I looked in his briefcase, but I have my head inside of it trying to find him. I went through everything in his brief. If you want an, I could give you a number of, th- you know, I mean, I know everything in there. So finally I thought, oh, I've got a pair in the car. So I groped my way to the front door and I go out. Now this is Atumwa and it's, it's, you know, it's a rough place. I used to live there. I was homeless in Atumwa. And there's this guy standing there right by my car. And I'm thinking, is he staring at me? Because I can't tell. So I'm trying not to catch eyes with him, you know, because I don't want to stare him down that, you know, that universal thing of a challenge guys do, you know. So I'm kind of, you know, just kind of looking down and I get up to him and it's a light post. Honest to God, that really did happen. I thought it was a guy challenging me. It was a light post. So I got in my car, found the way in. Luckily, my car just unlocks when I walk up to it. And I, so I'm groping. And I found my glasses, came in. And Jeff had picked them up and put them in his pocket, thinking they were his. We were both a little loopy. I'm telling you what. It was a wonderful service, though. God moved. And uh, I've, I've gotten numerous texts this morning just how encouraged people were and just really touched. And so I'm going to introduce Jeff in just a moment. I did want to share one other thing real quick. Uh, You know, we took up, when Leif was here, Leif shared about how he's going to be going into the border between Pakistan and Afghanistan, ministering to the refugees. And we took up that offering. It was kind of the spontaneous thing. And uh, I, I, I did still a little thunder. I shared this with the prayer group on Friday morning. But uh, we were able to send Leif a check for $50,000 on fr- Thursday. So thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, I want you to know, I called Leif. And I uh, got him on the phone and I just said, hey, Leif, you know, we, we uh, took up that offering and we're going to send you a check for 50000 And there was a pause. And then in that thick Norwegian accents, wow. And then there was the sound of just weeping on the other end. And uh, he was deeply, deeply moved and uh, just kept crying. And, and uh, so he, he sends his thanks. I know that money's going to make an impact. We've been praying into that region. We're sending our money behind our prayers. What our prayers broke into, our, our money's going to accomplish. And uh, so it's just a pleasure to be able to partner with him. And uh, it is a pleasure to be able to partner with Jeff. I, I told, some of you have heard me say this about Jeff, and I told the Atoma Church this last night. Uh, Jeff has a knack for showing up wherever the Holy Spirit is. Now, I've, I've yet to figure out if he's prophetic and he knows God's going to show up there, so he schedules a meeting, or if God just tends to show up where Jeff does, but they usually show up simultaneously. And uh, so I, I just love to spend time with this man. Uh, we just, we'll be talking, I'll look over, and he's just got tears coming down his face. We'll just go into worship and prayer, and then back in, and we just have had a wonderful time. I feel full. Uh, he has earned his keep just by ministering to your pastor. I love this man. And, uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff left the, left the pastorate in the nineties. Revival broke out into his, his church and, uh, his spiritual father, Judson Cornwall, some of you know who Judson is, told him, Jeff, what's on your life, what's in you is bigger than the local church. So he left the pastorate. They became homeless, traveled the nations. They would, they would just go wherever revival broke out. That's where they would live. He's been to 55 nations, been all over the world. Uh, just the craziest stories. But COVID shut him down. And so here he is in the States. And he asked the Lord about this season. And the Lord gave him the verse where 
Paul went and encouraged and built up the churches. And uh, that's what he's been doing when he's been here. And I'm encouraged. Our Atumwa church is built up. And uh, I had tremendous anticipation in my heart when I woke up this morning. So I want you to give a good heartland welcome to Jeff Collins. All right, let's give it up for Jesus right now. He's the only one worthy. Oh! Whoa! Wow! I'm already at least two and a half sheets to the wind. I'm not kidding. When we started having revival up and down the Platte River Valley... I, I, I would watch uh, some of the guys, Steve Warner, some of you may know Steve and others. They'd be on the front row going like this, like this, and then like this. And, uh, and one guy would say, what? Who's, who is this guy? <laughs> he's really like wild or whatever. He said, no, not really. He's just at level one right now. <laughs> He said, level one, what does that mean? Well, he has three levels, one, two, and three. <laughs> and when he gets to three, he doesn't come back. <laughs> I'm, I'm about two and three quarters right now. I'm telling you what, isn't it going to be great in heaven when there's no interruptions? There's definitely not going to be any preaching. I could mess with that right now. I'm trying to be good. But a random angel is going to preach the gospel. And we will be ever before him in love. Oh, oh. I don't know what to do right now. Oh, Thank you. Let's just take another happy break right now. Thank you, Father. We thank you for joy in the house of the Lord. We thank you for joy that's unspeakable, full of glory, God. We thank you, Father, that the best is yet to come. God, there's more for us. There is more for Heartland. There is more for this region. We thank you, Father, for prophetic fire in the bones of this church, God, for the full release of it. And I'm just thinking right now about the sons and daughters of this house, especially the youngest of the young. Mark them, watch them, because they're growing up in this atmosphere. I'll tell you a couple of quick stories, and remember, technically, story time does not count against preaching time, all right? So we're there on the island of Cyprus. It was our missional base up in Moniatis, in the Greek, the dwelling place, a mountain village in the Trodos. And uh, we would bring in uh, young people from all over Europe, Asia sometimes, from the States, from, from South America, and they would come and we would do daily worship. And uh, then we would have teachers and, and uh, they would work on our land and uh, service time. And, and one morning, we, were, we, we had this season of just encounter. Uh, I, I just, I grabbed up this guy, this young boy. His, his name... Um, yeah, his name, it's a little foggy right now. <laughs> Kobe, short for Jacob. I took Kobe in my arms at three years old. And I taught him at three years old how to release the anointing. And I carried him in my arms and had him stretch his hand out and touch every adult in the room, and they were going down like sacks of cement. 
And like several hours later, the meeting finished. Then probably at least a couple of years later at our base in Geneva, Switzerland, I had preached with the, you know, the Swiss, the Swiss, the inventors of the clock. (laughs) And it was supposed to like seriously finish at nine or you were in trouble. And so I don't do time so well. I travel the earth, and I never set an alarm clock. I hate alarm clocks. And uh, I live out of that scripture, morning by morning, you wake me up, that you might give to me the tongue of the learned. And so it's still cooking at 10, and I went up to this Armenian, uh, the base leader, Bedros Nesanya, and I said, Bedros, what do you want me to do? He said, give him an opportunity to go home. And I said, people, no one's keeping you here. If you need to go, go. No one moved. And it was after midnight in Geneva with the Swiss before the servant people began to go. The next morning, I was so tired from the night before, I get into the worship room and his presence is just waiting for us. Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this place. We love your presence. And when I, when I felt the level, the tangible presence of God in the house, I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm tired. I don't want to facilitate this meeting. Put your anointing on someone else. And I felt the anointing come from behind me. And I turn around. It's Jacob's cousin. Cedar Destin is her name. I said, Cedar baby, come here. I don't want you to feel any pressure. I just want you to do what Jesus tells you to do, what Holy Spirit tells you to do. And that little four-year-old girl proceeded to go to every adult in that room and prophesy the secrets of their heart. And it, it marked me because there were some that were laid out for hours wailing because the secrets of their heart were told to them by a four-year-old girl. There is no junior Holy Spirit. Oh. The scripture I was prepared to speak on is John chapter 2. As we were coming back last night you know everything else is is bonus but the time with pastor dave has just been so great and we were we're laughing and he was talking and driving and i was praying <laughs> watch and pray <laughs> and so we were talking about like John chapter 2, so that's really where I'm going to try to start, all right? Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for Heartland. We thank you for this house. And we thank you, Lord, that you will glorify the house of your glory. And we thank you, Lord, from glory to glory. This is, their, this is where they are, God. And we thank you that the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former house. And we thank you for your, your mighty presence and love in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let me read the text. On the third day, there was a, a wedding in the Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Pause there just a moment. It was in Geneva. I was invited to go 
fly to Cairo, get in a caravan going across the Egyptian desert into the Libyan desert to help start a house of prayer in Benghazi at the, the start of the, the uh, Arab Spring. And, uh, but also I had a, an invitation to do a wedding in Redding, California for a friend and his, his bride-to-be. They wanted me to do their wedding. Guess what I chose? The wedding. <laughs> and so I get to the wedding, the rehearsal dinner, and if you haven't noticed already, I don't do formal so well. And so... I was so nervous and tight because Bill Johnson was also going to be, I was the officiator, he was going to uh, speak in. And it must have been so bad, the rehearsal, that after the rehearsal dinner, my friend Joaquin Evans, he comes to me, listen, Jeff, because I kept saying, listen, we're good, we're friends, let Bill do it, okay? Not, Not happening. And... So he gave me my orders. He said, we prayed, Renee and I, we prayed, and you're supposed to do this wedding, and basically, you better get with the program. (laughs) So I was up in this O'Brien Mountain Inn above Lake Shasta. I had a great cup of coffee and a designer muffin, and (laughs) I said, Lord, we have a wedding today. (laughs) Little help. I need a little help. <laughs> and and uh, he quickens John chapter 2. And, uh, and right here, and Jesus and his disciples were invited to a wedding. And I just began to run in my mind the life of Jesus. And his movements, this wonderful son of God and son of man, this man of sorrows, this man that was rejected by men, this man that carried grief, this man, uh, in those just three short years of his, his Messiah, his Mashiach, his his deliverer role, I could not remember any time that he was invited that he didn't go. Even when he knew the thoughts of men. And he knew when Simon invited him that he was going to be judged and criticized there. And so I thought, okay, we can do this wedding now. And when it started, you feel so powerful at those things. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And so it was just this wonderful moment. And I just said, it's the desire of this bride and groom that his presence be here. And so I just said, I threw my arms up like this. And I said, in Jesus, we welcome and invite your presence here. And his presence filled the place. And then I just turned around in my best suit and started bounding up and down with my arms raised jumping up and down, and people knew this wasn't going to be an ordinary wedding. (laughs) How many of you remember, just invite him into your heart? Just welcome the King of glory into your city. Welcome this, this King that humbled himself and became obedient unto death. This king of kings, this Lord of lords. 
Invite him into your business. Invite him into your neighborhood. Invite and call those around into the invitation with you. It's a simple thing. Then the next test, they ran out of wine. It's interesting that it happened right after the disciples were invited. I don't know. Verse four, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? All right, brothers, let's stay, stay focused right now. Verse five, his mother said to, do, to his servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Prompt obedience to the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. This was one of Evan Roberts' rules of revival, prompt obedience. I will say this, I have found that at, on, uh, 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 in places of obedience, in every act of obedience, there's an open heaven available. There is an open heaven available. Many times I would just drop down in villages or on plazas or in gazebos. And I would just begin to worship. Worship Jesus publicly and demonstratively. And all of a sudden, there would be an open heaven that would come. And under that open heaven, evangelism was made easy. And people would be drawn and miracles would happen. And churches would be planted out of that. I want to say it again. Under, um, after every act of obedience, there is an open heaven. Thank you, Lord. Whatever he says to you, do it. And then there were six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. It does not say fill the crack pots with water. <laughs> fill the water pots with water. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for fresh filling. And full is not full until it overflows. You don't want to just get a quarter or half or three quarters or 90% or even 98%. You want the spillover to be a part of your life wherever you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then after they fill them to the brim, they said, now let's, let's taste this. Let's taste this. Draw some out right now. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, releases and brings good things. Is that right? There are treasures and words and anointings and wisdoms and all kinds of things that are in you. What does it look like? First of all, we have to overcome the fear of man. We have to overcome the fear of being wrong or the fear of, or, or even the, the attitude of letting unbelief come. Why is, is he asking me of this? 
Yeah. And then he took it. And he said, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And I love, I love the way this, this finishes. Verse 10, and he said to them, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the best wine or the good wine till now. I just want to say, it's getting better. <laughs> Let, I mean, we, there in Cyprus, we have, um, we're in, in this, uh, the Trotos Mountains, and we have land, and we had terraced land with these specific grapevines, and the, the wine that is produced from them is the oldest named wine in the world. It's called Comanderia. And uh, we were a people that did not know anything about doing any of that. But we felt the charge of the, the blessing. He will give you the grain, the oil, and the wine. And we began to see and try to do keeping vineyards and, and the olive trees and all kinds of things. And God began to visit us with miracles. Thank you, Father. Miracles of multiplication. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. I even went to our neighbors across uh, the road, and uh, I tried to ask him, you know, what to do, how do we prune the vines, and it was all Greek to me, you know. <laughs> it's just absolutely all Greek to me. I couldn't understand a thing he was saying. I just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, we got it. <laughs> And then as we continued with that, we had this wonderful time after making this little place for the wine. We, we ended up, you know, harvesting our, our grapes, pressing our grapes, and then putting it in the barrels. And that's where the miracle of multiplication happened, where what what we was poured into was more. We had to get more empty vessels because it kept multiplying as it was being, being poured out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And then the, the, the end story is, you know, we didn't know what we were doing and after the wine, you have to take it to be tested. It tested so high. There were, it was a scandal in our region because about seven generations plus, there had never been a wine that had ever, a commandary wine that scored as high as ours. It was absolutely off the charts. So they accused us of adding alcohol and sulfate to it. And we just said, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> Let's take a happy break right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And out of that miracle, that, that story went round the globe and people fighting depression and heaviness were set free by the testimony. Thank you, Father. Thank you right now for new wine. Thank you right now for new wineskins. Thank you for miracles of multiplication in this house, in this church, in this region. Thank you, Lord, that you began to release and you have saved the best for last. You have saved the best for last. We just say more right now. We just say more, Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord, that you pour and pour and pour. 
We thank you that you remove that which is inferior and we thank you for the best, the very best of heaven for our lives, the very best for our families, the very best for our children, the very best for what you want to do, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you right now for breaking, breaking open the vessels. Thank you for tops blowing off. Hallelujah. Thank you for new wine. Thank you for joy. Unspeakable. Full, full, full of glory. Can we get a keyboard, our keyboard person up here? Thank you, Father. Play something happy, would you? <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> it really is. One time the Lord visited me and said, so many of my people are bound by heaviness and depression. I give this to you to set them free. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. By reason of the keyboard. Pastor Dave is going to come and take the service pretty soon. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. I will tell you that this is my assignment, what I'm doing right now. When I was so bummed that we couldn't go back to the nations and we had to be stateside, it was was first enjoyable because of years and years of living out of a suitcase in a carry-on and finally being able to stay home and holding our grandchildren and things like that and uh, but then I still had the attitude and the Lord began to deal with me in the scripture and Paul and Silas went out strengthening the churches and that became my assignment and there was a specific anointing to Cyprus called encouragement there was a Levite named Josias who had land above Larnaca the primary uh, airport that I fly out from on, on Cyprus and, and Josias he sold his land he was a Levite sold his land and went to Jerusalem I would like to declare this right now next year in Jerusalem next year in Jerusalem next year in Jerusalem and uh, and he hung out in revival glory Pentecost, the release of Pentecost. And in revival glory, people get transformed. And he was so transformed that Jesus no longer defined who he really was. And so the apostles designated him as Barnabas. And his name means the son of consolation or the one who brings encouragement so Lord right now would you just release that Barnabas anointing in this house would you lift up the hands that hang down would you strengthen feeble knees Lord will you say to those that are fearful in heart 
be strong for our God is with us. Would you be a defender? Would you surround us with your love? Would you overwhelm us with your goodness, your kindness? Thank you, Father. 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 I just, I, I just feel this invitation to stand in glory right now. And if you feel that, would you just stand where you are and raise your hands and just stand in the glory? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just thank you. We thank you that your goodness and your glory are one and the same. We thank you for floods. We thank you for floods of glory. We thank you for floods of goodness, mercy, and love. We worship you. We worship you. I hear this scripture right now. He sets the solitary into families. You've come to the right family. The spirit of adoption is in this house. The spirit of adoption is in this house. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for a fresh release upon the sons and daughters of this house, the prophetic anointing God. Thank you, Jesus. They are your burning ones. I thank you for consuming them with fiery love. I pray for Heartland, the release of fresh missions, mandates, and movements, Lord. I pray for missions, mandates, and movements. I pray even right now for the light of revelation. For the light of revelation. For the light of revelation. I pray. I pray now for the of the knowledge of your will being released right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you for a vanguard against the spirit of confusion. Hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I pray right now for the angelic God. Thank you for the strong and mighty angelic, the watchers. The watchers. The watchers over this region. The watchers over this house. Thank you, Father. Son of man, can you see these things? I hear this scripture now. My people shall become volunteers in the day of my power. Hey! Hey! I spoke this over the brothers yesterday morning. I, I speak it now over us right now. Lord, thank you for a fresh surrender and a fresh willingness to go where you want us to go, to say what you want us to say, to do what you want us to do. We thank you for prompt obedience to the Holy Spirit. Prompt obedience. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just hear 
this scripture right now and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Maybe just touch your neighbor right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I hear the scripture, pray for one another and be healed. And be healed. Thank you, Father. Can we just lift our voices in prayer, in corporate prayer right now? Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for ministering grace, God. Thank you, you pour out on the house of Heartland the spirit of grace and the spirit of supplication and the knowledge of your will abounding. pray out stronger. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of grace. Spirit of grace. Spirit of prayer. Spirit of intercession. Spirit of joy. I hear this over the sisters right now. Sing, oh barren one. Shout aloud, oh daughter of Zion. Lord, uh, 
this assignment of the of the devil to separate us as a nation, God, we ask, Lord, that you would break that assignment. We ask you for fresh impetus in the place of prayer. A fresh pouring out. And I just, I, I just see, you know, oh, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for releasing that level of intercession. Deep calls out to deep. Deep calls out to deep. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We pray for Hannah's cry to be released, God. Give me a son. Give me a son. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. One more time, can we just stretch our hands towards him? Father, refreshing journeys of abandonment to your will. Thank you for even deeper places of surrender to what you want, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This woman about three rows out with your gray sweater. Yeah, you just turn, yeah. You have your hands stretched up. There's this amazing level of the spirit of intercession on your life. And God is giving you a fresh grace. First, a pouring out of your own heart to Him. Pour out your heart before Him at all times, you people. I just see you pouring, pouring like Mary at his feet, just pouring your love on him. And as you do that, then you get to know his mind and you get to know his heart. And then his heart touches you and you touch his heart. And I, I see this massive release of intercession through your life. God, I just thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for birthings of sons and daughters into glory, God. Bringing sons and daughters into glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God has not given us the spirit of fear. That felt so good. I want to say it again. God has not given us the spirit of fear. but power and love and the sound mind. Thank you right now for driving out the spirit of fear and the torment that comes with it. Hasta la vista. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father. Just... uh, I just want to like finish with uh, praying in French right now. And merci, Saint Esprit, pour la cascades, pour la cascades, pour la cascades. They are more to do. Thank you, Father, for the cascades, the waterfalls of the love of God over this house. The love of the Father in and upon this house. We give you worship. We give you praise. We give you glory. Can we give him praise in the house? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff has no idea. No idea what 
uh, we've been talking about us lately, but he's hitting points that have been in my spirit and in my heart. I'm telling you, this thing we've been talking about, the baptism of love, God's going to release a stronger family dynamic in this congregation. He's going to knit us together like family because there are orphans all over this region that need a home. There's people that are disconnected. They don't know who they are because they don't have a family. And God's going to send them to this house. So get ready, moms and dads. God, there's going to be a father and mother anointing come on many of you. And you're going to find yourself. You thought you were just going to sail into your your twilight years. You thought, oh, now we're, we're finally empty nesters. Not so fast. God's about to give you some adopted children, sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Oh, King Jesus. King Jesus. Oh, Lord, have your way. Have your way in us, Jesus. Oh, Lord, whatever you want, Jesus, take it. Oh, however you want to use us. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help more people hear this message, you can get the word out by subscribing and sharing it on social media. If you'd like to support the ministries of Heartland Church, you can do so at heartlandchurchonline.com give.